You have arrived at your destination. Mitch. Brandon. What's that sound? What is this? Are we hearing voices? Oh, man. It's a hearing voices edition of Animation Destination. Podcast, an animation celebration podcast. I am your host, resident cartoon junkie Brandon Jones, and I am here with Mitch Harmon. Hello, Mitch, my trusty sidekick in as always uh, animation and whatnot. Um, today, my friend, is a Hearing Voices episode, mm, the first hearing. edition of a Hearing Voices episode where we focus on a voice actor. This particular one, I think, yes, right? Yes, a particular voice actor, and the particular voice actor we're going to cover uh, later on in the show, during the show topic, topic of the day, <laughs> as I typically do, is Mark Hamill. You already knew that from the title. Ah, that's uh, true. They could have figured that one out. They could have figured that one out, but I wanted to be shocking about it. Maybe, yeah, drama. Maybe, we like, may, the, we like maybe, the little showmanship. Maybe somebody just clicked the play on their iTunes on their <laughs> didn't phone. Even think didn't, about even, it. didn't even look at What's it. What's this knows? one about? And now they're like, oh, Mark Hamill, that's fantastic. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's... How our fans, that's yeah. how our fans sound. I want to meet that fan. It's like, <laughs> it's like, hey, I'm a big fan of you guys. <laughs> oh, I didn't think you existed, uh, but this is awesome. She is very cute. Uh, no. Um, anyway, uh, no, we're going to talk about Mark Hamill. Yeah. And all the stuff that he played. Uh, uh, tons of it. Tons of it. We all know the, the one titular one, obviously. I don't Definitely, know. We, yeah. we shouldn't even, j- Joker, obviously. Yeah, that's the way. don't even joke about it. Don't even, hey, oh, oh. oh you got me. You beat me to it. <laughs> You beat me to it. I was going to say sorry, it. I'm and sorry. you got me. No, no. I, I appreciate a guy <laughs> who beats me to buy bad puns. I appreciate that wholeheartedly. But no. Uh, for right now, what we're going to do uh, is we're going to talk about our corrections from last week, which mm. are none because we didn't have an episode. Last <laughs> <week>. <laughs> we're no, flawless. Flawless from last week because no episode aired. Therefore, we're flawless. No corrections, <laughs> which is great. Uh, no, our animation recommendation for this week, though, uh, is uh, is an anime recommendation because it's an anime I've been watching recently. Oh. And it's pretty dope. Uh, it's called Bakuman. Oh. Uh, it's super dope. Uh, it sounds like uh, it sounds different from what you think it is. No, I, I've, I've, I've seen yeah. parts of Bakuman. Have you? Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So Bakuman sort of sounds like a fight anime or mm-hmm. something or like an adventure type deal. It is not. <laughs> it is about two guys creating manga. So uh, it is literally just two dudes uh, that it, it's based off of the, the people who did it is the guys who did Death Note. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and uh, that, that's who's doing it. It's the same studio, same two writers, and it's them basically uh, just telling a, a, a pseudo-story of how they got started, kind of. Okay. But it's, it's sort of like an allegory for them, but not, like, precise. Uh, I think one of them started off really young, but the other one was kind of older. But it's about two middle schoolers. They, middle school, literally, like 15 years old. Uh, decide they want to create a manga together. So is this um, based off of their actual life? Or? I do, I, it's not very close to their life, I don't think, but it's an allegory for... There's a lot of allegories for manga creators in it. Mm. Um, so it's not like... Um, 
precise renditions of who they are or whatever. Uh, but it's just about like sort of like some stories they have about coming up with the idea. The the final I'm in the third season right now, and they finally come to like this this story idea that kind of sounds like Death Note. <laughs> like it's like oh that's <laughs> that's the, what that's going to that's be. the Death Note moment. <laughs> they don't call it Death Note. It's called Reversi. Sure. It's something different, but but it is very Death Note like. Yeah, um, it can't and, be too on the nose. With yeah, it. exactly. So it was just kind of like I feel like they were just leading up to that. I don't know how like much it mirrors their career at all. I don't, I didn't really follow them, but it is about two creators, one writer, one uh, uh, artist that just kind of go under one name and. They like try to create manga and stuff, and it's really super freaking cool because <laughs> like they have these ideas for manga that would like show up in like Shonen Jump, but they're not real. But yeah. they they could be like it just it feels like they've got all the real manga there. Like one pe- like you'll see like oh Shonen it's in the, it's interesting because in the manga it's called Shonen Jump as as it's called, yeah. but in the anime they have to call it Shonen Jack for some reason. I don't know what the licensing there is yeah, to where they weird. couldn't use Jump for the anime. Hmm. Very bizarre. Because they could use all the properties. Like really? Bleach, uh, Naruto, uh, One Piece, all that. That's strange. Like, they have, like, you know, covers with, like, you know, freaking Ichigo on it. And yeah. It's like, oh, okay. But, I don't know, it's weird. But Shonen Jack. Yeah, but it's really cool because, like, they come up with these ideas. They got this one guy, uh, this one idea called... Uh, uh, detective trap and it's this guy who like like basically traps like criminals like to confess them he like puts them in like a, a, a like like a construct like not a constructed trap but like a mental trap to where they have to admit to pulling the crime okay. basically so like that's kind of the idea they don't go into too much detail but uh it's really interesting and like you see like one of their works like start off as a concept of being like kind of darker and then they lighten it up and kind of make it more of like a like a kid-friendly type of a manga and that's that's kind of interesting to watch that's pretty cool uh but yeah it's awesome and uh the main characters the main character's goal basically is to get an anime so that his girlfriend can voice act in it because she's practicing to become a, Sir- a Siryu, which is a voice actress, mm-hmm. and, like, it's their dream to have her uh, voice act an anime that he created, that he drew. Um, so, like, that's their goal, is to, like, they won't, like, get married until that happens. <laughs> so it's it's very interesting. Very weird, very anti-zen. Like, yeah. it's not very zen to, like, have, like, this reward for, yeah, I don't know. But, <laughs> yeah, it's like, but, we get married once we become famous. But they kind of, they kind of make, like, okay it because everybody else thinks it's weird. <laughs> and they're just, like, kind of like these, like, these two stubborn, like, very proud you know, kind of people, so they just, like, they don't want to interrupt each other's... And it's kind of, like, explained away that they would, like, just get lost in each other, and they wouldn't pursue their dream. So, like, they want to pursue their dream first. That's kind of what they're... the, the, the implication of it. But it's all kind of very good and very, you know, manga-y and... Uh, Sounds like a little bit anime. of a kind of slice-of-life type it, of... It's a very slice-of-life anime. It's not about the manga that's in it, although they have great little anime shorts... No, really. They have one character called uh, Nizuma, who's like this manga genius, but he's like super crazy, like <laughs> like out there, like every like he's like always making noises when he's drawing manga, like yeah, what's up? You know, it's so crazy. But he's <laughs> amazing. Yeah, but he's based off of the One Piece creator because a, oh uh, yeah Oda Oda or something yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but yeah Nishami Oda I forget his name, but he's he's based off a of One Piece creator because apparently he's like very childlike in his love for manga, but he. 
he's awesome. A, but he's like a manga genius, and yeah. so like he can just create these characters like super quick, and he can draw like twenty, you know, uh, like pay, like he can draw like twenty rough sketches in like an, in like thirty minutes. Like mm. he just can create all the time, and everybody's and he's like the goal to look up to. Like oh, yeah. we have to beat him. We have to beat this guy. He's a super genius. Yeah, and, not be like yeah. him because yeah. it sounds crazy. Yeah, but. no, yeah, but <laughs> he, he ends up like like you know it's, like, it's really cool because like they have this really cool relationship because like they push each other as rivals and stuff, but they're mm. like but they're good friends. They don't like hate the guy. Yeah, like he even shows up and he's like oh senpai like like he's like oh you you like he's a fan of their work. Yeah. So he's like oh you wrote this I loved this and he's like oh really like he's like because <laughs> you made the most popular manga in the you know thing right now. <laughs> yeah. So uh, but yeah that's uh, it's pretty cool. I started looking up stuff about manga after this actually because oh, I never really, really like, dove into it. Kind of so. gets you interested in the industry. Yeah, it got me a little interested in it. Like I, I didn't know that One Piece was the best-selling manga of all time, Dude, it's, period. And like it's still, I knew it was big. I think it's still going on, too. It is still going on. It's crazy. I, I knew it was big. I just didn't know it was, like, the best-selling ever. Yeah. Like, literally, like, 368 million copies oh my of manga of, of that thing, which is nuts. Uh, I, I, just, I just assume, like, Naruto, because it lasted a long time. Or yeah, but One Piece is around before Naruto. Naruto's around, yeah, but One Piece is around before it, and it's more popular. Yep, so. way more popular. Uh, I knew it was popular. I just didn't know it was of all time. Like, <laughs> yeah. It was like, okay. That is kind of crazy. <laughs> you know, because, you know, Detective Conan's been around for a while, but... You know, That's it's, true. It's, uh, That's but, true. But it's not as... Po- it is not as successful. Maybe so. it's because yeah. you, you got a little sense of, like, adventure, and there's... Con- you know, right? Like, One Piece is, like, the... like. It's, uh, it's kind of like one, the yeah, it's a, it's a mix of everything. You, you want adventure, you want romance, you mm-hmm. want comedy. And yeah, One Piece kind of delivers on all those fronts. It's got all of it. And there you go. And it, they that's these really cool characters. You check them out, like Crow. <laughs> yeah, like Crow, Crow is this cool character that was created in Bakuman. That's like he's like a Natsu type of a character, but okay. like that's what the manga is about. But he's got this cool feather blade. And so I could go on and on about all this stuff. Yeah, like, all these other games, like they they the. The, the main characters make this other one that's like a kid detective thing and it's freaking awesome <laughs> and I I would read mangas that these were if they, they were real of? if they were real but they're not and that's sad so mm, get, uh, but yeah. get what you can I guess exactly so that's it that's it for my recommendation I spent 20 minutes talking about this thing no, sounds no, awesome not that long but go check it out go check out Bakuman three seasons 75 episodes I'm almost done so go wow. check it out Pretty dope. Burning through them. Yep, burning through them. Uh, there we go. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I did. I didn't. I wasn't watching this last time we recorded, so that tells me <laughs> yeah. how quickly I've been going through these. Uh, but yeah, that happens when I get one that I really like. Yeah, that's true. I, I know the feeling. Th- this is the first slice of life anime I've enjoyed since Space Brothers. Space Brothers was amazing. And, <laughs> I don't know if I know uh, that one. Oh yeah, that, that was a recommendation on one of these too as well. Go watch Space Brothers if you ever want hmm. to because it's great. It's about a brother becoming. It's about two brothers becoming astronauts, and it's super great. Uh, very grounded in reality. No, that's uh, kind of cool. Really, really feel good. Really yeah, feel say, good. It has a lot of emotion. Mm-hmm. It. A lot of got great theme. Makes you feel good when he accomplishes stuff. You're like, <laughs> you go, man. <laughs> you go, Muda. You do it. You do it. Mm. Anyway, uh, so on to tune news. <laughs> Somber note here. Uh, the animation legend. Uh, Makiko Futaki passed away this week. Hmm. Uh, he is known uh, for his work at Studio Ghibli. Uh, oh, okay. uh, that 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 style, everything that Miyazaki, uh, you know, the Miyazaki's that style of of you know animation, like Spirited Away, Akira. He's he was an animation genius. Uh, this guy. So that and uh, you know that, that's 
Sad. 53 years old. Uh, wow. So yeah, 53 years old. Uh, Who did you pass from? I don't have it open. Thanks for asking that. <laughs> uh, I don't have it open and our internet's not working rip, right rip, now. Rip, rip, rip. So... Backpedal there a little bit. Uh, yeah. But... Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I actually... I'm not entirely certain what he passed away from. So... Uh, go it's check. Just, it's just fifty three. Yeah, it's 50, awfully young. Exactly, he was pretty young. So, um, boy, uh, young by today's standards. Ex- I guess. Exactly. I mean, you know, who knows anymore? Oh, right, it's back up. Maybe I can look that up now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's super sad uh, because he was a fantastic artist, and uh, it's a sad day for anybody uh, who uh, enjoys all of that work. Everybody loves Akira. Um, you know. Oh yeah. Fifty eight. I apologize. He's fifty eight. Oh, okay. Um, uh, unspecified illness. So yeah. we do not know what he passed away from. So I could have just left that, <laughs> let that go. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. But you didn't. Yeah, that's why we love you. <laughs> but yeah, you know, he worked on all the greats like uh, Princess Mononoke, Spirit Away, Akira, um, My Neighbor Totoro. But say, is that some Totoro I see over there? Some Totoro. Oh, man. He worked on all of it. He was. He, he covered all yeah. the greats. Yeah. So much, so much great stuff. Pretty much every Miyazaki thing this guy touched as well. So. It's super amazing, and uh, he will be missed. He will absolutely be missed yeah. in, the, in the animation world. Uh, on to something a little less uh, uh, downtrodden is uh, DHX uh, is pairing up with uh, Dentsu Entertainment uh, for a new Mega Man series. <sighs> so, dun, what? Dun, dun. Get out of town! New uh, Megamans is coming to town, baby, and it looks really super oh, cool. man. I mean, you know, it's like, there's not a whole, I think there was like a, uh, where was it? If I can find, like, there's like a... So we're gonna, are we gonna see, like, old school animation? Yeah. Or gonna be all, all we go. like, it, it, I'm not 3D animation? I'm not sure. It looks kind of like a, it looks like a cel-shaded type animation. Yeah, but I can see that, yeah. It's a little bit of cel-shaded, if that is, t- if that is purportedly what we're supposed to be yeah. seeing. Yeah. But that could just be des- he, a design. Yeah, it could just know. be a design. But he looks like the blue bomber to me. Oh yeah, no, um, no, no. no. I'm, I'm, he's, I'm. he's got the robot legs. He's got the mega buster. Um, yeah, not, not a whole lot about it yet. Um, but uh, man of action entertainment. Um, nice. You know, like they, uh, uh, the team of characters. Uh, you know, they're they're, uh, they're also the, uh, the character designers behind uh, Big Hero Six. A lot of guys are uh, behind That's this cool. sort of stuff. So. Um, yeah. Any uh, any and, word on what channel? But uh... Uh, no word yet of what's getting it there. But uh, you know, Entertainment USA Inc. or Dentsu Entertainment USA Inc. is getting the things or whatever, along with Yokai Watch and a lot of other stuff. So mm. uh, the new show will be called Mega Man TM. So uh, yeah, TM animated series. So uh, they'll be getting a lot of new episodes of Yokai Watch. Something called LBX Little Battlers Experience. Don't know what that is. <laughs> I swear you just said Little Butlers. No, nope, Little Battlers. But uh, little, okay. uh, little Battlers Experience. Battlers. Battlers. <laughs> Battlers. Uh, so yeah, Del Toro Quest uh, toy franchises. Monsuno, which is a uh, sort of a card game type. Yeah, uh, but see, I've seen that yeah. around. So it'll probably be on like uh, it, I imagine it'll be on like uh, Disney XD or something around here, or it might go straight to Netflix. So uh, who knows? Uh, because DHX Media has put out like stuff like uh, you know the new Ninja, the new Inspector Gadget stuff and stuff like that. So that all went straight to Netflix. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, so be be set for a new Megaman series. I'm stoked. Should be pretty. When was the last time they had one? Like dope. early '90s. Yeah, late nineties, I want to say, with Wasn't that Mega Man, um, uh, the the freaking anime with there were like there were the net 
hero the were they little they were they were Digimon. Oh, that's that, right. Yeah, M- MTX or whatever it was. Oh yeah. man, yeah, I, that was so bad. I forgot about not, that. Not a fun thing for me. Not a, oh, as man. a Mega Man fan, was not a good thing for me. It just just, wasn't. Oh man, I know they're trying to revitalize it for a new generation, but mm-hmm. sometimes things are popular because they were untouched. Yep, because of the way it was supposed to happen. Yep. Uh, so yeah, next up on the news uh, is. Uh, Disney is set. Disney XD launches Star versus the World versus the World uh, Forces of Evil. Sorry, yeah. not Star versus the World. That's Scott Pilgrim's thing. Uh, <laughs> season two this July. Oh so, yes, season two coming. We hadn't heard. If, yeah, uh, they were. Uh, well, I think we heard they got renewed. I think uh, at some point, but I can't really remember. Uh, they've been kind of quiet on that series. Uh, but Disney's always one to kind of pitch out like two seasons at least. So even Wander got two seasons, and it's True. close to cancellation. So yep. um, and it's done. It's it's absolutely done. It's close to being over, I should say. There's only a few episodes left of uh, Wander, which should clear up in June. I think they start airing again in June, and that'll be the last of Wander. That's sad. I just saw a couple of new episodes came out not too long yeah, ago. Yeah. So. so that's a sad thing. Um, it is. But yeah, uh, but Star for Star the Force of Evil. Where's the Force of Evil? That's a good Man. show. And never thought I'd like a show I... called Star versus the Forces of Evil. But dang it. You know, it's an amazing show. I, I was hooked on the trailer. The trailer, I was like, yep, I'm down with this. I've never seen the trailer, but I'll tell you what. Yeah. Like, I had a friend of mine uh, recommend it to me uh, one day I was working at the shop. Yeah. And it's amazing <laughs> the recommendations you get from people. Because this guy's a bodybuilder. Right, yeah. He, so he was ripped. Yeah, and like, he's a little shorter than me, but like, the guy is buff. Like, he, right. At five days a week, he's at the gym, sure. and, like, he, and he eats right and all this stuff. He's like, Mitch... We've been talking about we were talking about Naruto last week. I got a recommendation <laughs> for you. We're like, all right, man, let's hear it. Let's, it's gonna be another wicked anime or something like that. And he goes, Star versus Forces of Evil. I'm like, oh man, what's that? Like some like uh, like a star princess? And she's like, <laughs> she like like fights giant robots. No, it's nah. a princess. She got a magic wand and she goes to Earth. And she, <laughs> her and her friend Carlos they go on a magic adventures. I'm like. Matt, did you just say magic adventures? Like, magic adventures. I'm sorry. Bro. Can you elaborate? And he's sitting there telling me this. I'm like, oh boy. Okay. So for like one week, I kind of ignored him on it. <laughs> you fool. Then he, yeah, I know. And then he you came fool. back. He's like, you watch that. I was like, oh man, I have time for it. He's like, you gotta find time, dude. Trust me. Watch <laughs> that first episode. You'll be hooked. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Went home. Watched the first episode. I was hooked before the song right? was over. The yeah. song, the opening credit the opening song, song, which was the trailer, by the way. Oh, was it? it? It was like they basically they had like a few little things, but they the the opening sequence was like the first thing they showed was like, "Here's my new show." It was the the creator, and there it was. It's and it was just it's like, like the yeah. song is fun. The animation's yep. solid. It's just it's just overall, and plus. I'm glad to hear that it's coming back for season two because season one left kind of with a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. A little bit of cliffhanger with the wand, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, should be a good time. She's to learn new powers with her new wand. Her whatnot, new, yep, that's true. Which she didn't really learn the powers from her first wand. So <laughs> but now, we'll maybe see. she's matured a bit. Maybe a little bit. Uh, we'll see. You know, we'll see what happens, and it should be a good time. Uh, but yeah, that's it, Mitch. For two news, oh. which leads us into a little mm-hmm. announcement coming. Uh... June 10th, uh, June 10th, we'll be, uh, we'll be at the Clifton Center, me and you. That's right. Uh, for this Bagged and Bored Season 1 Finale event. Episode 7. Episode 7, Season 1 Finale. Should be a good time, guys. Come on out and see that. Uh, it's, it will be a good time. It will be a good time, guys. It should be a fun time. Uh, we got uh, the cast and crew of the show. It's a web show here on the DNN, uh, Pixel Brain Productions. 
they 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 produce that sort of that thing. It's a great fun little show. It's on YouTube. Go check it out if you haven't checked that out. Just look for Bagged and Board or Pixel Brain on YouTube. It's awesome. Go watch those episodes. You definitely need to go watch it. Uh, episode four, especially. Uh, four and six, especially. <laughs> yeah. Four and six is like the peak. All of it's great. Don't get me wrong. But, uh, <laughs> but if you really want to get hooked, if you want to hook a friend, watch episode four. That'll that'll get you. That gets your your, your whole tonal shift of what this show is all about. <laughs> that is uh, true. That is true. It, yeah, it's basically like just uh, you know crazy stuff happening in a comic shop, which is always fun. Mm-hmm. It's filmed right here at the destination, which is right on location. Uh, right on location, right here where we're filming this episode. That's true uh, of animation destination. But uh, come on out. We're all going to be there. All the DNN hosts will be there. Uh, few of us are in the episode. Mitch and I are in it. That's right. You want to come see us? We got a sexy, sultry S- car wash a salty, scene. Salty, sultry car wash scene that no one needs to see ever. <laughs> and that's going on the internet. I know, right? Oh, For that's... hundreds of thousands of people to see. Yep. That should be a good time. I hope 100,000 people see it. Yeah, I right. I know, right? Time. Uh, but yeah, no. Clifton Center. Uh, it's at Friday, June 10th. At 8 p.m., come to the Clifton Center on uh, 2117 Payne Street. Come down and see it if you're in the Louisville area because it's a fun time and it should be good for everybody. So. Even if you're not in the Louisville area, drive. Yeah, drive. It's not that far. If you're in the Kentucky Anna area, come on down. If you're so. in Michigan, you better get your butt I, down here. Michigan might be a little far for this. Don't you make excuses for Maybe them. Maybe not. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to be called up on uh, charges for, <laughs> for harassing some, some dude in Michigan going, I drove down and wrecked and because <laughs> yeah. of you. It's your fault. It was you. And I'm like, no. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Not my podcast. <laughs> anyway, uh, but that's it, guys, for all the preliminary stuff. It's time for our topic. Woo! Of the day! <laughs> and the topic of the day is we're talking Mark Hamill. And yeah. all of his work, no, not all of his work, because... Oh, uh, well, yeah, that's uh, a lot. He, he started off in a, in a little-known cult film... Uh, not very well known. I don't uh, think so. As uh, as like, as a as a Logan Ski Water or something, something like that. <laughs> <is> ski Water. Uh, <laughs> no, everybody knows Mark Hamill was uh, Luke Skywalker in the Star Wars series. Luke Skywalker. That's where he's known for mostly. I would that say. It's true. Uh, if you're gonna spot him out, and of course he was in Force Awakens, obviously supporting a nice yep. Obi Wan beard. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but yeah, Mark Hamill, pretty much known for his roles, Luke Skywalker, uh, for most people. Uh, the general public knows him. What people, uh, general public, lots of people know it now. I think more people know it now than they ever did before, uh, thanks to the internet. But general public probably don't know that he's a voice actor prominently now. Um, more so than uh, on stage uh, or in front, in camera. Uh, nowadays, yeah. Nowadays, uh, he was stage actor for a while after after he didn't get as many like roles and stuff, uh, you know, in, in on TV or uh, in movies as uh, most of Harrison Ford. <laughs> as that was a Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford who blew up after that, and then the Indiana Jones movies, obviously. More so, the Indiana Jones movies is where his career exploded. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, he just wouldn't have had that if it wasn't for Han Solo. Uh, but now, um, Mark Hamill became a prominent voice actor pretty much early on afterwards, after his whole run with uh, uh, Star Wars and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he actually 
uh, he's a big nerd into that sort of thing. He's always been like a comic nerd. Uh, he knew Mel Blanc uh, was like one of the like he was like the only guy that was accredited for that sort of thing. So he knew that like way back in the day. So he would always like like profess to like okay, a voice acting that sounds cool. Um, he finally got into it. Uh, I, I forget his first works and everything. We're not going to go down chronologically of everything that sure. he has, but he's got uh, a lot of stuff. He has a lot of stuff, and and seriously, I, I can't. I, I, I'm, I'm scrolling through his his deal right now, and it's just like thing after thing after thing after thing. <laughs> uh, he had a lot of work in, in. I noticed in Johnny Bravo, uh, like he, he voiced like every other character in Johnny Bravo. Really, a uh, lot of those characters. Um, I don't know that. It, 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 it's amazing where like some of his voice work pops up every now and then. He's a bunch of characters on a uh, regular show now, yeah. as well as the main character Skips. Yeah, I was gonna say Skips. Yeah. I knew that he. Was, now was he always Skips? He was always Skips. Because see, it seems like Skips in the first episode, his voice changes. It's possibly a different person in the first episode, but yeah. he definitely is through. the But I know movie. now. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's, through, it's all it's all Mark Hamill yeah. through, through through most continuity of that show. Uh, Mark Hamill is Skips the uh, the effeminate, <laughs> abominable snowman, yeah. sort of. Well, that's cool. So uh, the effeminate manly, I would say. It's like, he's definitely like, manly. He's, he's, he's a very manly, man. but he has a very sort of <laughs> musky, smoky old woman voice. Yeah. I, I just got tired of people asking me why my name was Walks when I always skipped. Uh, but he, he's, he's voiced many characters, as as lots of people do. That's insane. That's uh, a ton of that's people a on regular show. a ton of people on regular show. Because regular show is known for like introducing some wacky new character every single episode. True, so, true. But so, it's like... He, I, I saw Benson's dad up there. Yeah, Benson's dad. Lots of people. The uh, wizard. The wizard from the Halloween episode. One of the baby ducks. One of the baby ducks. Uh, <laughs> the four baby ducks are played by prominent people in that. Stephen Bloom, I believe, is one of the ducks. What? Because Stephen Bloom plays a bunch of characters in that show, too. You, you'll hear <laughs> Stephen Bloom all over that show. That's crazy. So, yeah, Stephen Bloom, I believe, is also one of those ducks. Uh, but yeah, regular so shows. Margaret's dad, I think. Yeah, Margaret's dad, I think. Uh, uh, Benson's. He, he plays the crazy Colonel. Yeah. Benson's dad. Uh, he plays a bunch of people. So it's like oh Lord, man. a it detective. Just it just goes on and on. We're not going to go into all that because uh, it's all just wacky. It's, it's a lot. <laughs> it's the same note pretty much every time. It's yeah. like oh, wacky character shows up. Uh, Mordecai and Rizgi, Rigby make him mad, and he goes crazy. Yeah. That, that's like pretty much every episode that he's in. Uh, but yeah, he's got lots of stuff that he's done. Uh, but he does a lot of comic characters because, like I said, he's sort of a comic nerd. Mm-hmm. So he's got a lot of comic characters that he plays. Uh, just the short list of comic characters that he has played. Uh, he was the gargoyle, uh, the little uh, leader from the Hulk cartoon. Remember the leader? Yeah. His little, his little like, gnomey, kind of gray-headed character. Like, wow. Yeah, leader. That yeah. was Mark Hamill. I had no yeah. idea, man. That was Mark Hamill. That's yeah. crazy. Uh, before he ever got a job as uh, as the Joker, he was the girl. Or it might have been the same, probably around the same era, actually. Yeah, close. The late 90s, or mid-90s, late 90s, mm-hmm. around that era. So, uh, Gargoyle. Uh, Hobgoblin was yeah. the other prominent one. I remember that uh, one. From the animated series of Spider-Man. Oh, uh, yeah. He was the prominent goblin in that one, interestingly enough, for a long time. Yep. Because Green Goblin doesn't show up till season three. Mm-hmm. Norman's in there from episode one, but Green Goblin doesn't show up till season three, and there's a huge delay between seasons two and three yep. on television. So it was a long time 
Hobgoblin was the only goblin, and that was Mark Hamill going, you know, yeah. yeah. But so, you can you can hear like if you listen oh, yeah. to it, you can totally like that's Mark Hamill. Oh, yeah, that's Mark Hamill. That's definitely the joke. If you if you know his voice, you know that's Mark Hamill from doing that one. Uh, some of them are pretty surprising. He's Arnim Zola in the current Spider-Man and Avengers run. Oh, stuff. okay, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, he plays Zola, the big, the big uh, robot, 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 robot screen. Uh, People don't know that. Uh, also, also in Ultimate Spider-Man, he played Nightmare. Um, so hmm. a lot of work in Ultimate in uh, the Marvel verse right now. He also briefly once one time before Stephen Bloom solidified his role as the character played Wolverine in a Wolverine video game. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. He was Wolverine, <laughs> which did not work yeah. at all. Let's say probably not. There was just something off about that. Like I love Mark Hamill's work. He did a great job doing it. But it's just not something that his... Uh, just couldn't pull off the Wolverine that, sound. Yep, it's just not something that he's built for. And, uh, you know, again, he can do whatever he wants. He's, yeah. he's Mark Hamill, and you know what? He did a good job doing it, but it just does not fit. And, he, you know, mostly both sectors are the ones that will tell you, like, eh, I wasn't good for that job. I wasn't, <laughs> wasn't good for that. Because yeah. he never talks about his role as Wolverine. <laughs> so That's true. Like, I had no idea that he actually did, like, just one time. Exactly. So. And, and probably the second most prominent one comic character that he's ever done... Uh, not prominent in the reason of, of the character it is. We all know the Joker is the most prominent, but we'll get to him sure. last. Joker's coming last. We're not yeah. covering him up front. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Trickster. Uh, yep. No one, literally, no one else has ever played the Trickster. Live action Mar- um, or Live animated. action or animated. In sure. every incarnation of the Trickster outside of the comic book, it has been Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill was him in the original Flash television series of the 90s. Yep. He was him in the new Flash television series. He was him in Justice League Unlimited. And he was him in Justice League Lego. So, Rise of the Legion of Doom. Wow. I so, the that. Lego video game Even version video of games. the Trickster uh, was always Mark Hamill. No one has ever played the Trickster other than Mark Hamill, which is hilarious. It's crazy. Me. It's hilarious. Wonder, it almost makes you wonder, like... Does him and Warner Brothers have some kind of like secret deal? Right, secret like, deal. I'm Something. always going to be the trickster. You guys I'm can have always. other jokers, but I will always be the trickster. I think it's just always like convenient to get him for the th- for I it. I guess so. And he's like, I, he, like his voice is so yeah. like solidified to so many listeners yeah. as the trickster. It's like, and if he's willing to do the work, yeah. I mean, maybe not now because he's got a lot yeah. of Star Wars stuff going on right now. I but. mean, he was fantastic in the Flash series, like the the new one. Like oh, yeah. he, he kind of just rehashed his his role. Yeah, for that. it's like he was a yeah. much older trickster in this yeah. and whatnot. Because the whole thing was like he was actually like, oh, he actually was an old criminal called the trickster, and then he got put in jail. And I was like, so it's like, oh, okay, I get what they're doing here. Yeah. And I was like, so it's, they just like created a parallel story from him still being the trickster in the old from, Flash yeah, series. From back in the nineties. So it was really great, and I liked it. And uh, he was very jokery. But not too jokery. It's very much his own thing. Yeah, but the trickster yeah. does have this kind of like yeah. he's got his cackle. And, yeah, you know, yeah. He, he's deals with a lot of like prank weapons and whatnot. You know, smoke bombs and yeah, uh, yeah. acid flowers, stuff like that. Yeah. Stuff the Joker would typically use. Yeah, yeah. But he's got this like kind of a kind of a more carnivaly personality mm. more so than the Joker. Joker's just kind of like he's a clown, you know. Yeah. Like, he's funny, you know. And he's a he's a comedian. Like he's more yeah. like it really is. He plays like a comedian whereas Trickster plays more like a a carnival. Like True. like well, ladies and gentlemen, like and it's like here we are, you know, that's kind of how he plays it off and it it works. 
it's mm-hmm. a different take. So there you go. It's more of a magician, we would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More of a magician than a comedian. Definitely so. a showman, yeah. as you say. Put it on the show for everybody. Exactly. Yeah, the Joker does that, but he's, you know, like he's he's kind of a stand-up. Yeah. Like, uh, whereas he's stand-up, he's more, Trickster's more magician. So that's how I kind of differentiate if you want to differentiate it. But it is all kind of the Joker. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of works together. It all, like, even, even parts yeah. when, uh, yeah. uh, the Hobgoblin would have yeah. it on screen. I'm like, mm-hmm. Joker. Joker. That was a Joker cackle. <laughs> yep. That was a Joker cackle. When he does the... It's not so much the the full laugh. When he's doing the full laugh, it's more of a sadistic kind of thing. But when he does the lower... <laughs> yeah. That's Joker. It's like, okay. That's the Joker laugh. You're doing the Joker laugh. Um, but yeah. Um, also, what he's done is... Uh, he's prominent in the FMVs of Wing Commander. Uh, him and Malcolm McDowell did a lot of the FMV stuff for the Wing Commander series, which is a video game series. Oh, okay. Um, uh, he was always, he was there as uh, the main character as Maverick. Malcolm McDowell was like the Admiral. And, uh, oh, what's his name? Oh, I'm going to die. Oh, <laughs> Biff from <laughs> Back to the Future. Tom Wilson? Wilson? Oh, uh, 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 yeah. Tom Wilson. I think yeah. so. Yeah, Tom Wilson. That sounds uh, right. Thomas Wilson, I think. I Oh, God, it's going to be so bad if I don't know that. Uh, <laughs> anyway, but uh, they are uh, basic characters of... Uh, Thomas Wilson, I did it. Ha! Thomas F. Wilson, yes. Who's it? Uh, yeah, so I did it. Um, <laughs> I did it. Good. They are the prominent characters in Wing Commander throughout the series. They have F&B uh, cutscenes that they acted in and everything. But he also reprised his role along with everybody else, Malcolm McDowell and Thomas F. Wilson and Dana Delaney, in uh, the Wing Commander cartoon series that only lasted about 13 episodes, <laughs> which I think was one of my uh, overlooked cartoon series in our... Uh, Overlook Cartoon oh, Series it? episodes. Okay. Um, I want to say it was. Go back and listen to that episode, <laughs> wink, wink, and tell me if I'm right. Um, <laughs> yeah. But no, uh, it was a great little series. It was on that little uh, USA Network um, block of animation mm-hmm. uh, that was just full of terrible garbage, <laughs> like the Mortal Kombat cartoon and the Street Fighter cartoon. <sighs> that were Classics. just so bad and so <laughs> awful. But hanging on there is this one really quality, really well done uh, Wing Commander cartoon. And uh, Mark Hamill's in it, and he's really good in it. And uh, so is Dane Delaney and uh, Thomas Wilson and Malcolm McDowell. They're all there, and they, you know, they, they fly around in spaceships and <laughs> yeah. blow, blow up some cat people. And I mean, it's based off a of video game, so how much plot is there actually to the story? There's actually some really good geopolitical <laughs> stuff in there. Oh, I'm really? Not, I'm not going to lie. Wow. There actually is some really good, like, well... We might be able to get an alliance with these people against the, you know, like there's all this sort of stuff in it, and it's actually really cool. Like some thought went into yeah, this some, one. Some real thought went into it. Yeah, it's it's very Mass Effect in its uh, <laughs> in its uh, in its role. So before Mass Effect was the thing. Yeah. So Mass Effect is very Wing Commander, you could say. <laughs> Take that, Mass Effect. Yeah. Bethesda. Bioware. Bioware. I was gonna say Bethesda. That yeah. wasn't right. Bioware. <laughs> Took them down a peg. Yeah. <laughs> showed them. Showed them, didn't we? Uh, so, yeah. Wing Commander. Ma- uh, Maverick. Pretty good. That's that. pretty cool. I had no idea. Yep. Yep. It's a good one. Uh, Larry 3000 is another good one uh, from Time Squad. The effeminate robot. Uh, this one? Yeah. This one? I don't know. I mean, you know I'm Scott, familiar with you know Time Squad? I don't think so, man. Really? Yeah, okay. Time I Squad. Have to, I have to admit, like, okay, this, yeah. I'm oh. drawing a complete break. You know what it was? Levon was the big Time Squad guy. I thought it was you. Oh. Okay, I thought I was going to surprise you with this one. Okay. Uh, Larry 3000 was an effeminate uh, uh, C3PO type robot. Okay. Uh, that kind of is very, like, very much like C3PO. 
Um, it was a, it was a, it was a crew of uh, Time Squad guys that would go through and fix history. Very um, uh, Sherlock, Sherlock, uh, Peabody and Sherman. Very Peabody, oh, very, very Mister Peabody of it. They would go through and they they'd meet these manic, weird differentiations of uh, of old school characters like. Uh, uh, Abe Lincoln was uh, was a was a wrestler or something, or was that Beethoven? I can't remember. <laughs> One of them was like a wrestler, and he was like a pro wrestler style kind of guy. They had to calm him down and get him back to his work. Very bizarre. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, it was it was, it was pretty interesting. Um, what was it called? Uh, Time Squad. Um, but uh, you had uh, you had Mark Hamill as uh, as Larry Three Thousand. You had Bud or something like that, like some. Big, huge, like kind of, kind of big guy. He's played by Rob Paulson. He, uh, <laughs> he had the big, uh, yeah, big, big rough and tumble type voice. And, yeah, you know, and like bruiser, gonna, gonna get this say. down. And then you had uh, the girl who played Bobby Hill. Uh, oh, she, uh, yeah. Dang, oh my gosh, Bobby Hill. I'm typing into my Google thing uh, right oh, now. Oh yeah, she did Boy Rusty the Boy Robot too. Yeah, I know. Uh, Pamela Adlin. Yeah, there we go. Pamela Adlin. Adlin. Uh, she was great. Uh, she played. You remember this? So I have seen episode. Uh, okay, I can't, I can't say I've sat down and watched yeah, all yeah, Time yeah. Squad. Yeah, but yes, I have seen. I have seen episodes, and it's only because this dude, like his chin, yeah, his chin is, is ridiculously gigantic. huge. His chin is gigantic. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, like uh, stupidly it's, big. But I do remember watching some. Oh man, it's gonna, very, it's very fairly odd. Parents looking in a yes. way. Um, but uh, not to talk about much about the show because we want to talk about. Uh, you know, Mark Hamill and, yeah. uh, and what he sounded like when he was Larry 3000. Uh, he was a big, effeminate uh, robot and he was prissy and he didn't want to do any of his work mm-hmm. and that's pretty much it. He was basically C-3PO in every, man- in every manner of the word. <laughs> uh, he was the, like, he was kind of the guy that would like, oh, we have to do this thing but he never wanted to do the thing. So, <laughs> you know, it's basically that. Um, but that was his role and uh, that was Time Squad. If you don't remember that, go back and watch some Time Squad because... It's goofy and silly and uh, just kind of kooky. So there you go. Yeah, and it's it's one of those little little not well known roles for Mark Hamill. Uh, <laughs> that like like that and uh, the Count from Mina and the Count. If you ever watched that thing, because that was something. Um, it sounds like it was, but Mina and the Count was like this little tiny. Um, uh, what a cartoon show! Never got a full series. Okay. It was on two episodes of What a Cartoon Show. Uh, and it was just the, the, it was literally like Count Dracula, like befriends this little girl and that's Mina. And like, he just like, that's it. And it's just kind of adorable because he always wanted to like suck blood, but like Mina just wants to play with him. Mm-hmm. So it's like, Mina, I have to suck the blood. And then that was Mark Hamill. It was just <laughs> doing his, doing his, uh, really, really kooky kind of a, kind of a character there. So that, that, that was a thing. So that yeah, has a little bit of a... A little bit of a role, you know. Just, just covering all the bases here. That's all. What can I say? I'm covering the bases. Covering no, 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 the bases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the animation, or the, at least the artwork. Yeah. I can't say the animation because I haven't seen anything move yet. Yeah. But the uh, artwork looks very reminiscent of like a, almost like a uh, Spy vs. Spy type of thing. I, I believe Craig McCracken worked on it. So oh. it was very, uh, you know, it was very Craig McCracken, very, uh, I, I want to say Craig McCracken. Maybe it was, didn't, I don't think any Tarkovsky, no, because we did not cover that in his episode. So I'm yeah. going to say he didn't work on that. Yeah, so it was probably Craig you. McCracken. It was probably McCracken or uh, someone who worked in that area or Rob Renzetti. Who Let's also, say created yeah. by Rob Renzetti. Rob Renzetti, aha! Yes, I knew it. See, I knew that style. <laughs> 
Wow. And that's the guy who created My Life as a Teenage Robot. So ah, that's very so, yeah. similar. See, I'm very good with styles. I'm okay with that. <laughs> you got it. You got an eye for it. I did it. Right before you said it, Robert and Zeddy. Yeah, I was, so, yeah. was going to hold up. I was going to yeah. see, see if he answers. Got it. I did it. So yeah, Robert and Zeddy created that. And Mark Hamill. Uh, you know, it's, it's like two or three episodes. I think there's like four. Uh, it was very popular on What a Cartoon, but it never got a series. And I can't remember why. I remember there's a story behind that. I might remember that later on for another story <laughs> down the road. But moving right along, uh, he played villains. He played a lot of villains, honestly. Yeah, he's, he did. He's really good at playing bad guys. Yes. Um, one prominent one that uh, no one here remembers, uh, and this is definitely... I don't know if this was on my uh, not well-known series. This might have been an honorable mention or underrated series. Uh, on Super Robot Monkey Team Hyperforce Go... Okay. If anybody's ever seen this series, I just like saying the name. It's That's fantastic. I, just saying the name's a lot of fun. And they say it in the theme song, and the theme song is freaking amazing. <laughs> so go listen to that theme song. In fact, here's a clip of it. That was a clip Love of it. it's, and that's Super Robot Monkey Team Hyperforce Go, as they sung, uh, and he was the Skeleton King, who you would think is like a goofy kind of a thing. <laughs> there are forces in the universe beyond your imagination, Tiro. We are but pawns in a universal game of good versus evil. Really ominous villain, actually. <laughs> they actually like build him up very well. He's kind of this ultimate power. They defeat him in season one, but he doesn't go away. His influence starts to go through the galaxy. So he's like in this giant like manifestation of evil, this giant worm that's just going from planet to planet, like infecting it with his evil. Like Whoa. Very, very weird. Like, and he's like very, it's like they don't say undead, but it's very undead and like very like he can't be killed sort of thing. Like his evil can't be ended. Yeah. It can only be like contained. So like they, they end up killing him, quote unquote, you know, because like, uh, just, like but he spreads. So then they have to like kind of collect him back together so they can contain him again. So that <laughs> and that's kind of like the plot of it. And he ends up being like in this like robot in season three and it's like this robot version of him but he's trying to get his power back and so it's like they, they he's like that villain that doesn't go away yeah it's always there looking at the yeah shoulders. and it's like and it's Mark Hamill the whole oh, time. no Jiro this is where I remove you from my side you painful little thorn it's just really kind of cool and like kind of creepy yeah like, uh, it's actually shades of his next role that we're going to get into it's kind of like practice I would say mm. because it's almost verbatim sounds like Fire Lord Ozai. Oh, yeah. Not joking. It's very much like kind of... You will fight for your honor. will learn respect. And suffering will be your teacher. That's where he got that role. That that sort of down... Like calm. Like calm. Calm going. Yeah, exactly. Say. Like calm, angry. Yeah. Calm anger. Just this fire. That and It's perfect because it's just this fire that you know can unleash but it's it's stable it's in there you know it's there doing. but it's just you know it can explode at any moment i love fire lord ozai oh, if, yeah. if it wasn't for how prominent and how good he did the joker this would easily be my favorite call for him and probably in some ways kind of is um it's not 
I, I would argue that this might it's not his best role either because his best role is in fact the joke. I can't yeah. I can't not say it's not the joke because he's so prominent as it, and we'll get to that. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But really, like like it's a very close. Like this is like it's so. If he didn't do the Joker, this would definitely be his his best role. Period. Hands down. Yeah. I, I just it's so good. Just that 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 again. He's so calm and so built up. I at at certain points I didn't think he was going to end up being the final antagonist of Avatar just mm-hmm. because you didn't see much of him. It's true. So it's like it's like you kind of felt like they were going to twist it somehow. Yeah, one way or another. Like he wasn't going to be like this like oh I'm I'm ultra powerful. He might just be like this wuss and it's actually this person that's actually you know mean, whatever, you know. Yeah, you and you, saw, you saw more of like and, Zhao. Exactly. In so, in some else. in some cases I thought Zhao was going to be the main antagonist throughout the series. I thought he was going to be like the guy that like maybe he'll end up killing the fire lord. Yeah, and, and he'll and like cause I cuz I was assumed like oh they'll probably like Zuko and his dad will probably make up. Like yeah. you know, I was like this is my thought process going through <laughs> and then later on you realize no. Nope. No, that doesn't happen. That is not the, a happy family. The fire lord is messed up, dude. <laughs> he is messed up and mad for power. Yeah. And is crazy. He does not care about his family or anything beyond him having power. And you are right. I do have the power. I have all the power in the world. You know, motivation is is very. Uh, you can hear it in his voice. Like you know, like you know what he thinks is correct. And he only thinks that because he is the Fire Lord. Yep. So it's basically like, you know, it's like, it's like, you know, if he were thought with a decision, he knows the correct answer is literally whatever I say it is because I'm the Fire Lord. <laughs> yeah. That's what's the correct answer because <laughs> I am him. You know, like it's, it's not about like what's right or wrong. It's about what he wants. What he, yeah. That is what is correct. His desires. After generations of Fire Lords failed to find you, now the universe delivers you to me as an act of providence. So whether he's being benevolent, benevolent or malevolent, he knows it's the correct answer because he's the Fire Lord. And they get into this a lot in like the comics a little bit, but everything. But but really, honestly, like that, you kind of get that feeling. He's yeah. this he's this calm explosion that's that's <laughs> contained, and you see it flare up like visually, like he literally sits in a throne of fire, <laughs> where when he gets mad, it explodes with flame. So it's just like not only visually, he just captures it so perfectly. Well, and like um, it's it's not it's one thing to be terrifying when you're mm-hmm. calm, yeah. but to sound. But in the final fight, when he when yeah. when him and Anger are he- going head to head, yeah, you hear the frustration. Yeah, when the, he the, can't take Aang down. And yeah, Mark Hamill's like, like he's, ang- he's making it sound like he's there. Yeah, in, in, in a sense, and yeah. it's just that's yeah. that right there, putting yourself into the character's role, which he also had like a, he also did something similar for the Joker, and we'll get into that in a True. second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like you can hear him. Devote himself and like yeah. immerse himself into that character. Yeah, absolutely, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah, it's it's not Mark Hamill in the role. It's 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 yeah. Fire Lord Ozai. Yeah, exactly. You you know exactly who it is, <laughs> and just the voice he lent to that character, and a, a lot more character came out of him. Uh, like he, you know, even though he's kind of one note, more character kind of came out of him because you kind of got this impression that like yeah, he did have a good family and he 
maybe once was a good man, yep. like, or in some semblance, like, had some goodness in him, but had just thrown that all away and was just out for power and just did not care about any... The world was better off with him in power. The mm-hmm. Phoenix King, you know, just that was what he was all about. And it was very interesting. Very very, very interesting role and very Indeed. unique character, I would say. You, mm-hmm. Uniquely, uh, I would say uniquely simple. Actually, like yeah. like complex and simple all at the same time. It's simple, but it's so simple that yeah. it's not easy to do. Exactly. Yes. You know? Perfectly said. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Yeah. This is why I have you yeah, on, Mitch. That's what I do. I this simplify is, it. This is why I have you on. You're the big brains. I'm just like, hey, <laughs> yeah. oh, let's, I'll let's just, say this. I'll push it on together. Make this for the layman. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, no, no. Yeah, it's very true, though. Uh, yeah, but, just, uh, you can't. You, you 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 can have a role that's so simple, but you can mm-hmm. almost kind of like almost. Uh, I would say, like, uh, just you almost kind of put yourself too put too much of yourself into the character. Exactly. And you, don't, yeah. you need to get rid of yourself. Yeah, and you can't make the character make the character something else entirely. Yes. Which leads us into his first role <laughs> on Batman the Animated Series. Oh man! Uh, which was not the Joker, by the way. Wasn't that you did not know that? Did you? No, I did yes. not. Yes. His first role was Ferris Boyle. Uh, which was the which was the uh, evil businessman that screwed over Mister Freeze? Oh, that was his first role. That's what he came in to read for. Was the well, actually, he came in to read for free. he came in to read for the for the show. Period. Yeah. Right? Uh, and they they just like, oh, we got this role for Ferris Boyle. Why don't you give us a little read for him? It's like, hey, Bruce. You know, he's like kind of the, eh, this yeah. this really slimy, skeezy kind of a businessman, and he he screwed over Mister Freeze. That was his first role. So Mister Freeze's first appearance in the animated series. Uh, is accompanied by Mark Hamill's first appearance in the animated wow. series. Wow. Because that was the first role he read for. And they just asked him, like, hey, do you want to read for Freeze? And he kind of read for Mr. Freeze a little bit. Uh, didn't really, he didn't really get that. And then that got, you know, for, uh, I forget the guy who played him, but a prominent actor. Yeah, oh yeah. Phenomenal as Mr. Amazing Freeze. Amazing actor. Amazing actor. I forget his name. I'll insert it here. No. Uh, I don't want to do this thing all day. I don't want to edit this thing forever. <laughs> yeah, uh, editing Well, I'm putting in the voices, so it's a tough one. It's a little bit of a tough one, but these hearing voices ones are going to be kind of labor intensive. We're just yeah. going to get that. They're going to be fun. They'll be fun. But they'll be fun. It'll be good. Uh, but the, but no, uh, what he prominently became known as colloquially throughout. Um, I would say pop culture. Pop culture, indefinitely. He is the Joker. <laughs> yes. He is a hundred percent the Joker. Through that, and through that laugh, that cackle, that giggle, that every semblance of laughs that he comes up with, every line, every inflection of voice. <laughs> oh bats! Every word that he says. That is the Joker, and that is Mark Hamill. When I read the Joker, yep, Mark Hamill's voice floods out, no matter who's writing it. Yeah, exactly. Like it doesn't matter if it's something that's back in the day, mm-hmm. say Killing Joke, yeah, or something that is modern day, mm-hmm. like the Endgame series that yeah. just finished up with uh, yeah. uh, Snyder and Coppola. Mm-hmm. I always hear that. Because that's the first Joker yeah. I ever heard when mm-hmm. I was a kid. Yeah. I, now, granted, the Batman uh, Tim Burton movie came out mm-hmm. four or five years yeah. prior to the animated series coming out. Mm-hmm. But Jack Nicholson, first off, Jack Nicholson 
did a great job playing the oh, Joker, yeah. Oh, yeah. but like it just didn't stick in my mind. Plus, I also saw that after I started watching the animated series, sure, because sure. you know my mom was like, "That's too dark, too dark." You, you don't want to. He's watch not that. gonna like that. You know, yeah, and yeah. like uh, she was wrong because I love the movie, but <laughs> um, no, I just uh, I remember I remember watching the show and then going in and watching the uh, the uh, the B- Tim Burton Batman movie. Yeah, and it's just. I don't know. It's ever since I was a kid, and uh, like I started watching videos on him and like how he would actually like do the voice. Mm-hmm, yeah, and the, like they, <laughs> that's real was, fun to watch. Yes, too. it is. It is yeah. because like you have this like um, like if there's a couple of uh, voice actors together. Everyone's like sitting in a chair and just like drinking yeah. or whatever. And Mark is like standing up. And yeah, he's using his hands. Using his hands. And he's 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 very active when he's voice acting. He's never not smiling. When yeah, he's doing it unless he's doing Angry Joker, which is another personality. Yes, we'll completely differently. But um, and that's another, and that's another thing I want to touch on is with the Joker is that how he can go from yeah ninety to to you know mm-hmm. freaking one eighty or whatever. You know, he like yeah. he completely turns everything around mm-hmm. in a matter of seconds. Yeah. for that character, you know. And it's just—it's such an amazing talent mm-hmm. to go from this happy, cackling character yeah. to Harley. And just, yeah, I just—I don't know. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, it's really great. There, there's actually a point in *Mask of the Phantasm* uh, in which he does that, and it's beautiful. Sometimes I think uh, the animators—I think Bruce Tim, the creators, like kind of put these moments in just to get that performance out of people. Because there's a moment in like the first episode of, uh, of uh, Batman Animated Series in, on Leather Wings where he's Bruce Wayne and then switches to Batman. And he's Batman, Bruce Wayne, Batman. Within, mm-hmm. a, within the same scene, because what he does, he's like, I'm a, a call for you, sir. And he's like, I'm in my Batman voice. And he's like, I'll put it through. And then he, boom, goes into Bruce Wayne. Yeah. And then he hangs up the call and he goes back into Batman voice. Yep. And it's really easy. And like anybody who plays Batman should watch that scene. Yep. Or any director should go, hey, watch this scene. This is how he does it without doing this. Without <laughs> doing this. I know. It, We're putting a voice modulator on it. It's like... Right, uh, yeah, I'm not a big fan of the voice modulator or the yeah. the raspy. Yeah. Uh, I got a cold uh, yeah. voice. Uh, no, uh, uh, but Mark Hamill does that as well. Yes, in Mask of the Phantasm, there's a part where uh, 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 Sal Valestra, who uh, was um, uh, uh, Abe Vigoda, uh, oh, Abe okay. Vigoda, and he he was like, and, you know, he was like trying to get in the jo- like trying to get the Joker to to kill the Batman because he thinks Batman's killing people. It's actually the Phantasm. Spoilers uh, <laughs> for Mask of Phantasm. But he's and he's like and he's like grabbing the Joker and everything. He's like, who do you think he's gonna be next after he kills all of us? You know, and and Joker just like gets like he, you see like his eyes go red and he gets pissed off and he goes, don't touch me, old man. I don't know where you've been. <laughs> like it's just like instantly like like anger and then back to the funny. Yep. It's like it's immediately. It's just it's not even like. know where you've been <laughs> can just just turn, turn it on turn it on time and then there's the weird mix of like being like there's the the funny joker the <laughs> there's the mad joker and then there's the insane joker where yes. he's just madly laughing or you know just like he's done something really awful yeah and, that and cackle, he's man. cackling oh, you know man. It's, that, it's... that slow build to the <laughs> it's just so good. It's, it's blood chilling, really. It is the the uh, the level that he can go to for the for the Joker. Uh, yeah. You know, like I said, from from level one to level ten or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And he's everything in between. And the level of uh, of I guess detail that he puts into the character. Because yeah. there's this one episode of the Batman animated series 
where he's um, he, he 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 is kidnapping the mayor's son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, he goes. Be a, cl- to the mayor, he be goes a clown. To, it's called be a clown. But a clown. like, what's the clown's name? Forget Obnoxo, I think. Obnoxo is that I what it is? is? What it's called? That's funny. Obnoxo. That's pretty funny. Yeah. And um, and it, Mark and I saw an interview. Mark Hamill said that was one of the toughest things he did because he did the Joker's voice and then added the, added the Obnoxo. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He was doing Obnoxo in the Joker's voice, and it was like the most difficult thing he said because he had to be the Joker. But, but more lighthearted, and it. yeah, he had to be obnoxo. Yeah, like, just... there's a few voice actors that can pull that sort of thing off. Uh, I'm not the biggest purveyor of Seth of uh, Seth MacFarlane much mm. anymore. I think Seth MacFarlane's work is funny when written by Seth MacFarlane. Yes, I don't think anybody else writing his work is very no, funny. Not at all. Uh, but he's one of those guys that can stack voices. At one point, he did Roger doing Stan, <laughs> you know, from American Dad, and that. <laughs> That's hard, yeah. like because you're doing a character pretending to be another character that character. you voice. Like <laughs> yeah. that's really difficult. And Mark, it's, yeah, and Mark it's, Hamill it's, did that. Yeah, it's hard it's, not to slip into that other character's yeah. shoes again. You know, like I would say uh, for for Mark Hamill might have been a little bit easier because he doesn't do Obnoxo right. on a daily basis, but he still had to have this brand new character, yeah, yeah. layered over the Joker, yeah. and it's just like it's, uh, Jekko the clown, Jekko. So off on that one. Yeah, <laughs> way off. off. It was Jekko the Clown. Jekko the Clown. Jekko. I thought it was Obnoxo. No. But, that must um, be something else. That's got to yeah, be somewhere else. I feel else. like that is something. That's like a Krusty the Clown joke or something somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I, I don't feel like you pulled that. You might have. If, if you did, we've got gold, my That's friend. true, yeah. I'm, I'm copywriting uh, that right here right now. I'm saying. But, uh, no, yeah, you're right. It's like just, just the fact that he's that talented to stack something on top of itself and be a character that's imitating... Uh, another character. Yeah. It's, uh, that's just so bizarre because uh, he can't be. He can't just change his voice for this other thing. You know, it's like it's like you're still playing. If he was again, it, it, it's kind of hard to explain because, like you know, if you're if you're just another character in the show, that happens all the time because, like, oh, we need somebody to read for this little thing. So, like, oh, I'll, I'll read for that real quick. Yeah, that's probably how majority of regular show gets done. It's like, oh, Stephen Bloom, Stephen's in the in the in the room today to film for this guy, so get him to do these characters too, <laughs> yeah, real quick. This uh, character uh, A, B, and Z. Exactly. Just pay him, pretty him, you know, it's like whatever. <laughs> uh, the union, I'm sure, has to pay something. But anyway, uh, but no, it's just like, but so he can he can do whatever he wants. It doesn't matter if it's a different character. But if he's literally playing a character that's playing a character in the show. He has to layer it, and that's hard. It's, but it's not easy. You know what? He does it because he, he's an actor. He pulls it off. He's and an make, actor extraordinaire. Makes it, makes it look easy doing it too. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, yeah, it's an X Men character. Yeah, it looks I, like. I just, I just Obnoxo it up. the Clown is yeah. a Obnoxio is is a is a. Is a Marvel character, yep. I guess. Uh, As an X Men villain. X Men villain. That's interesting. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you got the whole DC universe versus Marvel universe wrong there. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. yeah, 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 you messed that one up. So uh, that's fine. <laughs> we could do it. We could do it. You versus know, Joker you versus Obnoxio. You, you know, that's not bad actually. That's not bad. I don't know Jack Squad about Obnoxio. So guess know, right? what? He's up against the Joker. He loses. <laughs> yeah, I would uh, say. But Mark Hamill, I would say, uh, not only is like pop culturally known as the Joker, uh, it's also the opposite of the trickster. Dead opposite. Because he's the only person that's played the trickster. No one's ever played the trickster before, other than I would say like his son in the, you know, the trickster's son character oh, okay. in The Flash. 
Uh, which is, you know, because that was a different character. Yeah. But he still played the trickster in that version, and then he wasn't even there in the second episode, I don't think. Uh, so, basically, he's the only person to play the trickster, but tons of people have played the Joker both before and after and mm-hmm. during his run as the Joker. Uh, before him, there was Cesar Romero. Uh, there was an animated version of Joker. And that, honestly, anytime I read the Joker, like I said, I always read that. But if I ever see the old-style Bill Finger, uh, uh, Bob Kane, Joker-style look, I always read it in that, vo- in that voice of uh, the old-school filmation <laughs> Batman <laughs> like that it's, it's that that's what I always read that in like that that's the only time it's not Mark okay. Hamill I kind of go a little Cesar Romero and I take that uh, sure. take that version but I, no. see, I can see yeah, that, that can that's see the that. only time uh, but uh, no yeah Cesar Romero was the you know he was the crazy yeah. one from the 60s uh, as you said Jack Nicholson he was the he was the cinema joker for a long time yep uh, Heath Ledger was the surprise Hit of a Joker. Oh yeah, uh, this is fantastic. Uh, Jared Leto is going to be playing the Joker, and he looks like he's doing a pretty bang up job of that mm-hmm. from the Suicide Squad trailers. And that's just the live uh, action. And that's just the live action version. The voice actors also played uh, mm-hmm. a lot of voice actors, uh, and a lot of them modeled it after his run. A lot of them kind of steered away from it. True, uh, but uh, a lot of them did. Uh, uh, like uh, John, John DiMaggio, like John DiMaggio is very. He's very different. He went. Like, he went he more went, gangster. He did. He went more gangster. Like uh, very down. dark and. Yeah. 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 Very guttural. Very guttural type sound. stuff. Yeah. He would still tell jokes, but they were just kind of dry. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to need some guys. Well, not <laughs> these guys. <laughs> yeah. Because they're dead. You know, it's like, <laughs> see, he's very low key, you know. Yeah. It's like, and then when he's talking to Jason, you know, so I was like, ooh, get one with, let's get some photos. Ooh. <laughs> get one with you, me, and Bats, and then one with the crowbar. Like, and it's, it's very, he's, he's, yeah. he's doing, he's saying things that probably Mark Hamill Joker would say. But uh, Mark but Hamill would have a much more high pitch. A lot more high pitch, or like a, he'd have more of a beat up. <laughs> and then we'll get one with the crowbar. You know, it would be a little different. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. you know, it's just, but it is something that's very interesting. It's, it's very interesting to hear other people take a take on it. Yeah. And then it's interesting to see people imitate it as well. With Kevin Michael Richardson on The Batman. Yes. He almost had his voice, his, his cackle down perfectly. Yep. Like, he would do the Joker cackle, and you're like, oh, <laughs> that's pretty close. Yeah. Like, right. that's... Yeah, but but then he would like kind of take it in a different direction. Because he, he it was a lot of things. I, you know? I, I guess when he was like getting caught up in the moment, yeah, yeah, he would he would almost turn that Mark Hamill charm yeah. on. But like yeah. eventually he'd go back to to, mm-hmm. to very very close right. to what my, Kevin Michael Richardson sounds exactly, like. Exactly, a very low pitch. Yes, and I was like, I I got bats in my belt. <laughs> and like, there's actually a really good line where he says that at the end of an episode. Yeah, uh, that's really good. Just the way he says it, I'm like. That's a pretty good Joker. I know. It's well, pretty the, good Joker. The series itself isn't all that bad. I like the clay, yeah. the clay yeah. face story. You, and uh, you, you got to get used to it. You can't compare it. That's no. where people fall apart, and that's where a lot of criticism comes along because it was right after the animated series, and you could literally have just aired the animated series reruns, and it would have worked. Yep. So it's like, why are you doing this new thing? <laughs> but it's so different. People are just like, oh, I'm not getting this. But I kind of appreciated it a lot more for that, and that's why I appreciated Brave and the Bold after that as well. Brave and the Bold was amazing. And Brave and the Bold took the Joker back to the old school uh, filmation style, mm-hmm. the Cesar Romero with Jeff Bennett. Jeff Bennett was uh, 
uh, who'd done Johnny Bravo. Uh, you know, uh, he was in Gargoyles a lot. There's tons of stuff that Jeff... If you've heard the voice... Jeff Ben has done a ton of stuff, uh, but he did a very, very Caesar Romero. Joke <laughs> yeah. He had it up here the whole time, and then <laughs> and he'd go into that. It was yeah. very, very interesting uh, uh, take on. I actually really enjoyed it whenever he showed up and uh, did the whole well, Batsy. You know, it was it was different. Again, very I, smug, I, very in a smug. Way. But yeah. uh, you know, and then there's Troy Baker who just straight up nailed. Mark Hamill's the Joker uh, because he had to do it for uh, Arkham Origins, and they, oh, wanted, yes. they wanted it cl- as close as possible to Mark Hamill because Mark Hamill wasn't there to do it. And he actually does a fantastic job. It's hard to tell. It's hard to tell sometimes because he does it in the the Arkham Asylum uh, or the uh, Assault on Arkham uh, animated yep. movie as well. And that it's just that sounds like Mark Hamill. Nope, it's not. Yeah. You can kind of catch it a few every, times. Every once in a while, every his, once in a while, his like, voice hmm? will like drop a little bit. Yeah, like, nope, that's not him. That's not Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill just hit it so hard. And um, I think what is what is telltale for a good Joker uh, is that the Joker has to be funny. He does. He, he I, that that's really where it hits it for me, and that's where I'm going to leave this Jer- Jared Leto one. Uh, that's where I'm kind of like mm, maybe. Mm-hmm. Because there's parts of it, like, I honestly believe in my, like, I think the Joker has to be funny to be good. Yep. That's just me. Uh, you know, I, I could be led wrong. I could be taught wrong about that. Uh, I didn't think Heath Ledger Joker was going to be funny. Turns out, first scene, I want to make this pencil disappear. Boosh! <laughs> Hilarious! <laughs> and sick! All at the same time. Yeah. So guess what? Nailed it, first scene. Um, so I'm hoping Jared Little pulls that off because there is no one that was funnier as the Joker than Mark Hamill. There yeah. was nobody that was funnier than him. He had every incarnation of the Joker down. He had the crazy killing joke version, and he's about to play that yep. version. So that's going to be interesting. Can't wait. Um, he had the Cesar Romero cackling goofy hoo-hoo. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had the angry Joker. He had the insane Joker. Every it, there's a reason there's a meme out there that shows all the actors who played the Joker. You have Cesar Romero, the clown. <laughs> you have uh, you have um, uh, Cesar Romero, the clown. You have uh, Jack Nicholson, the gangster. Yep. You have uh, Heath, Ledger, Heath Ledger, the, the psychopath, psychopath, the psychopath, the sociopath, and then you have Mark Hamill, the Joker. How dare that! Smug, preening fool, try to cash in on my image. He's ripping me off. I'll protest. Yeah, I'll sue. Then I'll rip his lungs out. That's who everybody measures up the Joker performance to. It's not Jack Nicholson versus versus Heath Ledger. It's not Heath Ledger versus Jared Leto. It's all of them versus Mark Hamill because he is the titular Joker, and there's no... There's no fans or butts about that. No, I mean, like, he solidified a role for gen- a generation mm-hmm. and generations to come. Generations to come, too, because he's still doing it. Yep. Like, uh, periodically. And, they, they, you know, they say he, like, oh, he retires the Joker. He's never doing the Joker again. First of all, I don't think he's ever said that. Yeah. It's like, he's just said, well, I'm kind of done with it for now. Yeah. Like, maybe. Or, or, like, well, hard to top that. 
And they always take that to like, oh, he's never going to do it again. He's never going to do it again. Oh, I can't yeah, believe it. Uh, but he has always been very vocal if they ever do a Killing Joke adaptation that he will do that. And he was, as soon as they said, yep. greenlit, he was like, uh, guys, and I'm sure Romano and Tim were like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got it, bro. You're in line, buddy. You got it. You know, it's no a, problem. It's, uh, uh, Kevin, uh, Conroy is he's Batman. Batman. Yeah, yeah, right on. Yeah, and they got the whole crew back because uh, Tara Strong is Batgirl Ooh, again. So. It's going to be good. Uh, they did not get Gordon back, sadly, because I think he passed away. Did that Gordon pass I away? I can see that. I, I think he might have passed away. I, I feel like he was an old man during the animated series. Don't so. quote me on that. If that is incorrect, I will leave that for the corrections of next week. <laughs> there you go. So don't correct me on it. I <laughs> want right. to leave a correction right, for next right. week. We'll have a chance uh, But yeah, so that's it for our coverage of Mark Hamill's uh, career. Uh, from, you know, from, from piddly beginnings way back in the day, doing small roles here and there, small villain roles. Things that he could uh, find. The red links on SWAT cats from, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, all sorts of different little tiny things to... From, yeah. The Joker, Joker to, to Fire Lord Ozai. Skips. Skips, which is probably his most chronological uh, one right now, I yep. think, that we, yep. talk, that we discussed. I would argue that's true. Uh, there's other stuff that he's doing other than like Mark Ant- other than uh, the Joker killing joke version. So, you know, that's, uh, that seems very interesting. I can't wait to see him deliver the whole speech about one bad day. Uh, that's going to be very fun. Oh, um, yeah. That's, just that's all that good. stuff, you know. He's got some great stuff in there. He's got one line that doesn't sound like anything he's ever done as Joker. That why aren't you laughing uh, in the trailer? I don't know if you've heard that, but it's mm. it's very like it's very different from anything else. He's like kind of straining, like he's like trying to get Batman to laugh. It's when he's like getting frustrated. It sounds so good. Uh, here's a clip of it. Uh, but no, <laughs> it, it's it sounds really great, and uh, I can't wait uh, for that to happen. But. Mitch, I'm afraid that's all we have time for today. Uh, no, it's it? not. Oh, man. Because we've got a versus. Oh, yeah. We got a versus on here, baby. All right. My uh, favorite. It's not going to be a Joker, though. It's oh. not a who would win Joker. Okay, okay. Uh, but it is. I want to know who would win. In a battle, in a battle of fire users, Natsu versus Fire Lord Ozai. Oh, wow. Who wins that fight? And I'm going to say the eclipse is coming, the the comet's coming too. So he's full powered Phoenix King Fire Lord Ozai. Bring it. From the end of Avatar. Because you know what? What's that? This is more fuel for Natsu, man. Seriously. That's the the bad part for Ozai. I know, really. That's really the bad part for him. Like, the only thing that, like, okay, maybe put Natsu on a a card. Yeah. And then he might. yeah. Ozai might win. Yeah. But like Natsu ate uh uh oh man, what is that stuff called? The blue the, the, the crystal. Gold, the, oh, yeah, the 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 anim the animus or something. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. So like yeah. he's crazy enough to eat yeah. that stuff and, yeah. and, and, and like that nearly killed him. Yeah. So like he you know, and this is like And he can eat fire. And yeah, he, he can eat it's fire. like it's like oh it's yeah. like that oh thanks yeah. for just feeding me. He right. recharged yeah. my batteries, buddy. It's true. So, um, uh, but I will say I don't think they could really hurt each other with their powers no, that much. I would say probably not. Uh, but Ozai just would just part the flames, right? Exactly. He'd part the flames. Uh, but um, y- you know, it's more of a martial art for him. And that's what I was saying. So, I, I was also going to say Ozai is more trained in martial arts. It's true. Whereas Natsu is just he's bash you. He's, ba- he's bash him and beat him. Yeah, that's exactly. He he's, 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 a, a, he's a brawler. He's, he's a, a true brawler. brawler. He's Whereas. A, 
Ozai is a yeah. he's a martial he's been trained. Yeah, you know? exactly. So it's a tough call. Who would you, who do you give this to? You know, I I would have to say the the when it comes down to when it comes down to the actual powers. Yeah. It probably like it would become almost a stalemate because yeah. Ozai with the comet he would just have unlimited yeah. firepower. Right. Whereas Natsu would just keep eating and eating and eating. Yeah. And then he would just turn that fire right back onto Ozai. <laughs> so. Yeah, if Ozai could get close enough, yeah, I could probably see him doing maybe like some type of like, I don't know some martial arts movie would take him some down physical damage to him. Yeah, but I'm yeah. just telling you, Natsu like it's yeah. just that one like yeah. he's very almost one punch man in a sense where it's just like you get him with that, that he's got the Mitsuri Yogi. You know, yeah, he's got his one man. thing. He's got the the Phoenix Spear. He's got the Fire Breath. He's got all this stuff. See, I could almost so. I, I still probably want to give it to Natsu just for the sake yeah. because. Ozai and his cockiness would just gonna... keep using fire over and over and over. Yeah. And like he like you would think he would like learn he's like, eh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm Fire Lord Ozai. Exactly. My fire is more powerful than his fire. Exactly. My... And Natsu's like, mm, this is delicious. Thank yeah. you very much. My fire will overcome. Yeah. And it actually would be kind of a cool thing, like to see him like like kind of like boom, like the flames like really heating up and like yeah. Nazi's just kinda of, like in the middle of it, but then he just starts sucking it up. <laughs> <you know? laughs> Yeah, it'd be awesome. Oh, man, uh, so you're giving it, giving it to Natsu? I am going to have to give this one to Natsu. You are correct. It is Natsu. Uh, That's not, so. It's not even a thing. It's a subjective <laughs> thing. But I'm giving it to Natsu as well. Because here's the thing. Whenever Natsu gets tired, whenever he gets out of, out of power, which can happen, he just sucks up a little flame and he's good as new. Yep. He's right, right, right as rain and, right as rain and he's 100% again. So he's never going to get tired in that fight. And Ozai is going to run out of steam. Yep. So, you know, there's not much Ozai can do about it, so no, he, uh, he would take down the Fire Lord. I'm gonna go ahead and give that to Natsu. And I he, had to say so. He wins it. Uh, that's the fire battle. Uh, <laughs> that's the fire battle of anime versus non-anime. Uh, the Mark uh, Amer- Hamill. Amerime? Mark Hamill. Uh, Battle Royale, we should say. <laughs> I, no, we're not doing a Battle Royale for all these yeah. characters. Because, Ozai versus Joker? Because Ozai would win. Ozai would win that. If, <laughs> yeah. if you're going to do it of all of his voice roles, I would pick... Well, he was something called The Void in some video game. It's like kind of a god. So that probably would win. Actually. Okay, yeah. okay. If, if it's the Sentry's Void... Yeah, he then... might have played a goddess character in like that really goofy superhero squad Marvel movie, to Marvel cartoon okay. as well. He might have been like Thanos or something in that. Mm. So that's a tough call, too. Yeah, but, the Mad Titan. Um, I don't know. That, yeah. That'd be, that'd be kind of crazy. He might have been. No, I'm sorry. I remember uh, 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 Jim Cummings was uh, Thanos. Oh, uh, was yeah. he? Jim Cummings was Thanos. Darkwing Duck. But I'm sure... He was somebody that Something. was. Oh, he was Red Skull. That's who it was. Ah, so yeah. Okay. So he would still. He would lose the Joker. Yeah. Red Skull would lose the Joker. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So then Ozai would win because it's Ozai. <laughs> Nobody's beating Ozai yeah. out of his roles. I don't think. Maybe Skips. Skips has fought death. See, and it's true. Skips say, has fought death. And Skips been around yeah. long enough to know some it's like true. mystical thing. Yeah, I feel like, like Skips might have pulled that one out. Yeah, that's a possibility. Might Plus, pull that out. Skips get like super strength too. So I'm gonna leave that one to the audience. Right, I'm gonna yeah, leave that one to the audience. Audience up, guys. Right in. Who do you think would win out of all of his uh, voice roles? Go back through his voice library. Pick out something. You know, he played the Matt. He played the Red Links in uh, in uh, Swat Cats. He's a ghost. How's he going to be a ghost? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe with a fire punch to the face. You know? just, <laughs> yeah, uh, just that saying. might hurt. Just saying. Uh, but yeah, go uh, 
go check it out. Go check out his library because that's really what I want you to do. Go check out everything that he's done. Go listen to his voice work because he doesn't. It's not like hearing the same thing over and over. He no. he's a voice actor. He is a voice artist, voiceover artist, voice artist. He knows how to do it. He knows what he's doing. Go check him out. Go check out Mark Hamill. And you know what? Go check out those Star Wars movies too. I hear they're pretty <laughs> yeah. okay. I hear they're all right. I hear they're all right. He doesn't even speak in the latest one. <laughs> he's kind of he's kind of looks at him. He's just kind of like he's kind of like. Mine? Is that my what? Is that it? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. All right. I guess that probably is mine. <laughs> Uh, didn't, even, didn't even talk a lot. Best performance ever. Mwah. <laughs> yeah. That's probably the best payday. I'm going to say best 150 grand. <laughs> no, probably probably, 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 probably had a good payday on that day. <laughs> Mark Hamill, you are amazing, sir. Uh, we love your work. Uh, Mitch, you got a comic book podcast. I do. We sit around and talk about comics. It's mm-hmm. called The Bagged and Bearded. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got an Instagram. It's at Bags and Beards. And also a uh, Twitter handle, at Bags and Beards. Mm-hmm. Um, we talk about everything comic book related. This uh, new, new episode we're getting ready to do is the apocalypse one yeah, in right. light of the uh, you know the movie being mm-hmm. out and all this mm-hmm. stuff and you know it's just it's I, I, I feel I, I like talking about characters yeah when we talk about story arcs it's like things can get drowned out and yeah, yeah. when we have one character to sit down and mm-hmm. like focus solely focus on that focus what he's gonna do yeah, yeah I, just, I yeah. love that So like I'm, Mark Hamill like Mark Hamill, exactly. No, seriously. He's I, a character. Yeah. <laughs> that guy's a character. There's a lot of different characters. Yeah, he does, yeah. But yeah, definitely no. check that out. And uh, also uh, definitely check out uh, on the Destination page, the only place I can think of that you can actually have access to it. Mm-hmm. I do a little weekly uh, little skit show, not a skit show, but a weekly little uh, uh, recommendation show called Mitch's Picks. Mm-hmm. I uh, pick up my f- uh, five favorite books for that week and uh, just give you a little rundown on it and... Uh, yeah, so definitely check that out too, people. Awesome, cool. Mitch, it's always great to have you on the show. Always love being All, here, man. Always a pleasure. Uh, it's good to have you. Uh, maybe we'll get you on the next one. I don't know what we're doing in the next one. What is it going to be the next uh, one? We'll figure it out. Could be the Steven Universe recap, actually. Bum, bum, I bum. think that plot point is going to be in, at its end by, by that time. Oh, is it? I think it's going to be at the end. So uh, guess mm. what, guys? We might see you next week for Steven Universe. Ooh, buddy. But that's it on the Animation Destination Podcast. Uh, so you guys, uh, I don't have an ender for this. Uh, <laughs> I don't. Uh, I guess I'll just go back to the one that I had before. Yeah. Uh, which is, uh, you know, not, there is no, there are no happy endings because nothing ever ends. I gotta change that. Yeah, it was good for a while. It was, but we're twitching it up. <laughs> next time. Next time I'll have a new one. Thank you for listening, D-N-N.